Dr. Christy Watson, thank you very much for talking to us here at Karma. Oh, thank you for having me. I was wondering if we could probably start off with a little bit about your role at Charles Darwin University. Yeah, sure. So um, as a lecturer in business, I do a variety of of different roles. Uh, One of them that I believe we'll be talking more about is the First Nations pre-business program. Uh, So it's the first year that the pre-business program will be running um, next year in January. So I've been busily pulling together a a program and and talking to to industry and and potential applicants for the program over the the last six months or so uh, to be able to deliver the the first program uh, at the beginning of next year. Uh, So this program builds upon the success of the pre-law and the pre-accounting programs. Uh, So I've drawn upon the successes of those and the great elements that have been incorporated into those programs uh, and then spent some time with uh, local Indigenous businesses and community representatives to incorporate their perspectives into the pre-business programs. Uh, The other thing I work on uh, is the rollout of the new MBA, which is probably a different conversation than the one we'll have today. What was your um, experience talking to Indigenous businesses uh, prior to confirming this pre-enabling course for business? I'd be intrigued about the research that you undertook to ensure that this course got up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually been really interesting speaking to local Indigenous businesses and and community representatives. Um, There's certainly an understanding um, and um, a need for this type of program. Uh, So the program itself is designed to help uh, First Nations people become more familiar with studying at university. Um, so it can be a bit of a daunting prospect for anyone, um, particularly people who maybe haven't studied before um, or potentially returning to study after quite a long period uh, away from, from the books and, and from studying. Uh, so the program itself was definitely seen as needed within the community. Um, and and that's from the perspective of the employees that they have within their businesses. And also from a community perspective, the acknowledgement that um, there is the need for um, more educational opportunities for First Nations people. Uh, but also not just that there's more opportunities, but that the opportunities are actually designed in a way that are welcoming uh, to First Nations people into the university environment or the, the vet environment. Dr. Watson, you talk about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and the daunting experience they could possibly have when they head into a tertiary institution. What are the most important things that you try to say to those students from that background when they head into university for a first time? Yeah, Um, I was actually just speaking to one of our business students um, who is an Indigenous indigenous person um, the other day about his experience with studying business um, and he's actually agreed to be a mentor for the program as well uh, for people coming into into uh, the pre-business program. 
Um, and it was really interesting because a lot of the challenges uh, that First Nations people experience are the same as what anyone would experience. And that is that it can be quite difficult at times to, to balance studying and work and family commitments and, and a range of other things. Um, so my conversation with him was really around um, just taking the experience as it comes so there will be some challenges there will be times when it feels like it's too much or it's a bit daunting um but if you just keep working through it and if you need to you know reduce the the workload a little bit then that's fine um but just keep plugging away at it and and reach out for assistance um and one of the ways that we can definitely change how we're delivering these programs is to integrate um, learning activities that are more aligned with First Nations cultures and, and elements of how they learn, um, which is actually an area of research that I'm currently working on as well, is how do we better integrate some of their ideas and, and philosophies into how we learn and, and how we approach business. You mentioned earlier that there were previous pre-enabling courses for First Nations people in law and and accounting. Yeah. What did you learn from those pre-enabling courses that you saw were benefits or even challenges in developing the course for business for First Nations people? Yeah, so one of the key elements that we know from from those programs is that it was really important that we within the university engage with the services that we have available um, in the university so we have a range of services that have been integrated into all of the pre-programs um, and they include services such as the language and learning support team so for the pre-business program I have a, a full morning session um, for the participants just with the language and learning team. So this is really important for them to learn how to approach their studies and how to do an assessment. So we will have some assessments within the pre-programs um, and the learning and language support team will be there to help them work through how they should be doing those assessments and, and building their skills in that area. Um, the other thing is that when studying uh, at a university or, or a vet uh, course, um, there's the need to undertake research um, and to be able to understand the library services as well. Uh, so I've integrated those services into the program as well. So the participants will be given a tour of the library that's specific to studying business. Um, and also some tutorials on how to actually go about researching business topic areas for their assessments. Uh, and then the final element um, that I've drawn upon, which is was a little bit different from the other pre-programs, um, is the career centre. So sometimes I suppose when people go into university or are thinking about university or vet studies, um, they may not actually have a clear idea of what that is going to do for them from a career perspective. Um, so we're really going to sit down with them and help them reflect on, on why they're interested in studying university, what it can offer, um, and how they can start to think about how it's going to integrate into their work life um, and their future prospects for their career. Um, so really that's what we've, we've built um, the pre-programs around from an internal perspective of, of what services are actually available within the university for people studying. 
Are there any prerequisites for potential students who might be listening to this, who might be interested in undertaking uh, this course? Uh, there's not really any prerequisites. What we do is we ask people to submit an expression of interest um, and they can obtain that information if they go on to the CDU website um, or just Google pre-business program CDU um, and there will be a page that comes up. Um, and if they click on the how to apply tab, uh, there's an email there where they can request um, information and, and they'll be sent an expression of interest form. Uh, so really what we do is we just want to know a little bit about them and, and who they are and, and what their background is so that we can kind of assess whether or not it's appropriate for them um, or that this program would be appropriate for them to pursue studies. Are you, um, looking, for program... ab- are you looking for Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander peoples from across the country or is it geographically bound to the Territory? It, it, at the moment, it's bound to the Northern Territory, mm-hmm. um, but the program is free, so it's fully covered by uh, various grants and, and initiatives. Um, so there's no cost to the participants. Um, if they are from an area outside of the, the immediate Darwin region, then we just ask that they mention that on their expression of interest, and we will work with them um, as far as travel and accommodation arrangements. Um, but it's really just to encourage people to to really just have a go and, and come and see what university life would be like. And, and then we can help them to decide uh, what the next course of action would be for them. I was going to get on to uh, First Nations students who are outside of the Darwin region because we are coming out of Alice Springs and talk about, you know, the wants that CDU would like from people who are interested in studying business um, who live in remote communities. Is that something that you are keen to see? Absolutely, yeah. The, the whole point of these programs is to really make um, these educational opportunities accessible to people, regardless of where they, they live or where they're from. Um, so we are absolutely interested in hearing from people from regional and remote communities. Uh, we've had a number of people who have come in for pre-programs in the past, and I believe next year there will be some coming into some of the pre-programs from outside the immediate Darwin region. Um, so that really just adds to you know the the dynamics of these programs where we can really um, engage with people from from diverse backgrounds and communities. So we very much encourage people to to put them their expression of interest forward. So someone comes in, does this enabling course. What comes after? Uh, so at the end of the program, we have the uh, enrollment and admissions teams uh, that will sit down with each participant and just talk about how they found the pre-program, um, where they and, and they would have done some reflections during the program on, on where they see themselves going in the future. Um, and they'll be assessed basically on on those factors to determine whether or not um, moving into a VET program would be suitable for them and then maybe down the line progressing into a Bachelor of Business, for instance, um, or if they're ready to, to take the step into the Bachelor of Business, depending on, on where they're at. Um, there's no obligation for them to do that. So if somebody comes in, tries the program, Maybe they have a great experience, but they're just not ready to go on to university. That's absolutely fine. 
Um, they still receive credit. So anyone who participates and completes the program receives credit into a VET or a university program, um, but there's no expectation that they would do that straight after the program. Um, that option is available, but there's no pressure for them to do that. Uh, and they may come back in the middle of the year or the following year and, and then want to pursue it. Uh, but we'll really just sit down with them and have a conversation about what's best for them. And also importantly, can you maybe talk to us about when the the courses uh, are undertaken? Is it happening multiple mm-hmm. times through the year or is it, I understand it's happening earlier next year, but is that the only one for 2022? Um, at this stage, we've got it planned for the twenty, uh, sorry, the twenty fourth of January as the start date, and it'll go through until the sixteenth of February. So it is a full time three and a half week program. Um, if we have enough interest, we will certainly uh, run another program in the middle of the year. Uh, but at this stage, we've just got the January program ready to go. And how can people get involved? You mentioned getting in contact with them on the website. Can you maybe just reiterate those details again, please? Sure, yeah. Um, so if they go, if they just Google pre-business program CDU, uh, there should be a link that comes up and they can get all the information on the program. And if they click on the How to Apply tab uh, on that page, there's some information there and an email address that they can inquire about the program. Um, They'll then be asked to just fill in a couple of short questions uh, in an expression of interest form, which we'll be having a look at in a couple of weeks. Finally, Dr. Watson, I'd like to actually ask why undertaking this work to get First Nations people into tertiary education is important to you. Maybe tell us a little bit about why you decided that this is something that you want to be involved in. Why is being involved in trying to get more First Nations university students graduating and undertaking undergraduate courses important for you? There's a couple of reasons. Um, one is that particularly in the Northern Territory, um, quite a high proportion, if you like, of our population is First Nations people, um, but that's not reflected in our higher education outcomes. Um, so we're obviously not doing enough um, or we're not doing the right things uh, to encourage people to come into the university. Um, now, university is not for everyone. We're certainly not suggesting that everyone should be running out and, and starting a degree. Um, but there's a clear discrepancy between um, the, the number of First Nations people who are a part of our community and those who are, are choosing to study. Um, and from a from a research perspective, as I mentioned earlier, I actually, through my PhD and, and my current research, I look at different philosophies um, and how we can best integrate those into business practices, for example. Um, So when we look at different philosophies um, and approaches to business, again, there is some clear differences between how we tend to run businesses and our approach to governance and some of the philosophies and cultural aspects of First Nations people. Um, So it's nothing new necessarily. There's a number of studies from around the world, excuse me, that are are looking at this. 
Um, but what I'm interested in is how do we better facilitate an integration of different perspectives into our business environments? Um, and in order to do that effectively and genuinely, uh, we need more representation within our business environments and we need to understand how to construct our businesses uh, and our governance processes that align with, with different ways of doing business and different ways of interacting with communities. Um, so these programs really are um, a piece of the puzzle, I suppose. They're not the full answer, um, but they're a step in the right direction. And it's certainly what we have heard from communities um, and businesses in, in the Darwin and, and Northern Territory regions. Dr. Watson, is there anything else that you'd like to add before I uh, wrap things up here? No, I think that's it. Um, I think, you know, if anyone has any questions at all um, or they're just interested in knowing a little bit more about the programs, please do just get in touch with us and we'll be happy to have a conversation um, with anyone who has any interest, uh, whether it's in January or at a later stage. Dr. Watson, thank you very much for your time and speaking to us here at Karma. Thank you very much for having me. So we have a CDU Bachelor of Business student, Ben Tyler, uh, here speaking to us uh, on Karma Radio. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the bachelor that he's undertaken and the pre-business enabling program. Ben, thank you very much for talking to us here. Thank you for inviting me, Philippi. Ben, can you maybe just, uh, like for our listeners, maybe just introduce yourself. Tell us what's your mob, what's your country? Yeah, hi. My name is Ben Tyler, and I'm from Kakadu National Park, uh, southeast of Darwin, about three hours. I come from a small community called Muricho, which is on my mother's country, Murumburu country. And I've been living in Darwin the last two years, and I've started uni uh, last year. I started a Bachelor of Business majoring in uh, International Logistics and Management and Entrepreneurship and Innovation. Let's talk about your studies, Ben. Um, I would like to be keen to hear about why you decided to undertake a Bachelor of Business. Uh, well, what, what interests you about business? What interested me about business, uh, I never was interested in business before, <laughs> but I got interested in uh, bush tucker after reading two books um, about the, that talked a lot about the indigenous diet and how healthy that was you know, um, for our people. And, uh, yeah, and I sort of, that's when my journey started, really, on the remote community. And I started taking note of what was on mum's uh, kitchen table, like just observing, you know, the sort of the food, I guess, that was appearing on the table. Like there was a bit of bush tucker, a bit of tucker from the garden, and a bit of tucker from the supermarket. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, and so I started thinking about, and then I started documenting, taking photos of uh, the bush tucker that my family were gathering um, throughout the year, and I put that into an Instagram account, and I just called it uh, sort of documenting the binning diet, 
and yeah, that got picked up by one of the, um, I think it was one of the leading, you know, food magazines, online food magazines, as one of the top ten foraging Instagram pages to follow. And yeah, not long after that, I ventured into um, a bush tucker business. So I started Kakadu Kitchen, and uh, it was a way of uh, trying to find a way of living, working, and you know, being able to um, stay in the community. So I thought starting a business in the community would be um, a good idea, and bush tucker seemed to be a, a really good pathway to achieve that. And sort of, so yeah, so for the last four years, I've been on a business journey and uh, just sort of learning and growing, uh, learning about business. And then, uh, you know, I realized there's a lot of gaps in my knowledge. Uh, and yeah, one day I was, I sort of, when I, when I moved to Darwin two years ago, I, um, I thought I'll, I'll bite the bullet and, you know, study business so that I can have some um, business knowledge to help me in my Kakadu Kitchen business. And so, yeah, I did that. Can I ask, what is it like to run a fully-fledged business and be involved in promoting, <laughs> you know, Tucker, as well as, or as well as, like, undertaking a university degree? You must be busy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty difficult. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a challenge. And, you know, that's why I love entrepreneurship, because it's not easy, you know, it's, it's very difficult. And uh, it stimulates my mind. I, I like, I just like, <laughs> for me, this is a good fit. This, this suits me because I get bored very easily. So I like the sort of challenges and, uh, and trying to balance their life. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes it doesn't balance out. Like this year, my studies hasn't really balanced out with my business, but that's okay. I will readjust next year and uh, I'll drop back to um, part-time studies next year instead of full-time uh, because, yeah, the business, in the beginning, it was more like a hobby business, you could say, but now I've restructured into a company and I'm focusing on product development. So even my focus and um, all of my learnings, you know, my business experience and the knowledge I've got from uni, university studies, uh, is starting to shape my focus around business and I'm starting to get, I feel like I'm getting better at it. Why is it important to get those skills at a tertiary level, in a university level? What makes it important for you to be able to undertake an undergraduate degree to get your skills up? Yeah, for me, coming from the bush, um, my mum and my sister are entrepreneurs in their own right. They run a, um, a, a Kakadu Billabong Safari Camp, which is a, um, you know, they've been doing that for, uh, I think, over 10 years. Um, and so that's in tourism. And, uh, yeah, I didn't think I would get into business myself. I was more of a hippie that liked to travel around and do lots of different things. They're some of the best <laughs> business people, to, really. Yeah. Sometimes. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then so, yeah, for me, getting that university, tertiary um, education just gave me a better understanding, like a foundational understanding of 
the key components that make up, you know, business knowledge. For example, uh, you know, under you know, business law, hmm. uh, accounting, uh, management, marketing, uh, the law aspect. Of, you know, that's a really big one, and you know, every day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're involved with the law at some level. You know, whether it's uh, for business, personal, or but definitely in my business, you know, like knowing how to knowing about contracts, knowing you know whether you're entering into a contract, mm-hmm. um, uh, working out, for example, working out trademarks, applying for trademarks, and just it just gives you a bit more edge, I think, just having that foundational knowledge of of these topics, you know, and uh, whereas beforehand uh, I would be just reaching out to people around me to help me with like mentors and uh, people who might have done it before, which I still do anyway. I do that as well, and uh, and it's an all-rounded approach. Really, I approach it. You know, you got to uh, draw your knowledge from all sources and you know, develop your own vision mm-hmm. and approach with business. I'd be keen to hear your thoughts about the potential for Indigenous entrepreneurship for people who live in remote communities. You you yourself are from a remote community. I mean, you're living in Darwin now, but I'd like to hear your thoughts about how much potential there is for those who live in remote communities to get involved in business and be, you know, get those local businesses up and happening in their communities. Is there potential to, for further growth here in the Territory to, to have that happen? Well, you know, I'm a huge advocate of the bush tucker industry. And, uh, you know, First Nations people are a small percentage of the bush food industry at the moment. And, uh, you know, considering that Aboriginal First Nations people have been, you know, bush tucker and the knowledge from bush tucker, you know, comes from our culture from, from, from since the beginning. You know, the resources are already there in remote community. It's with the people, it's with the knowledge, it's in the land that where Bush Tucker comes from. And uh, and it just takes innovation and entrepreneurship to be able to turn these resources into viable businesses uh, that can sustain the future, you know, especially as we're looking at, you know, the global population increasing, you know, food food security, it is more important. And I think First Nations people in the Northern Territory, um, there's a huge potential for remote communities to contribute to, towards, uh, yeah, towards solutions for for um, providing food security and providing, uh, you know, Territory botanicals in the bush food industry and other industries like cosmetics and uh, yeah there's a there's a huge potential medicine CDU have launched this pre-business enabling program to allow people who are simply just interested in being involved in entrepreneurship uh, um, who are first nations and not necessarily uh, needing uh, school schools or anything along those lines how important is it to provide these kinds of pathways into university for First Nations peoples who, who may not be able to get into that education in other ways? Oh, I think it's really important. 
I wish that it was available when I, for me, when I started, I wish that I had something like that to start with. It would have made a huge difference, you know, just to have that extra step, you know, before you go into the full degree, sort of prepare you, you know, for what's to come and give you um, some skills in that subject, you know, in that discipline. Um, and, okay. you know, I think First, First Nations people are entrepreneurial and I think most people are anyway, you know, entrepreneurial. It's just a matter of uh, bringing that out and making that accessible for people to um, to be able to shine, you know, bring it through into their um, communities or into their life. And now that you're in your undergraduate uh, degree, I'd also like to get a sense of how much that has made you grow, and grow as a person in terms of your education and understanding of how business works. Could you give a sense about, or tell our listeners about, I suppose, some of the benefits as well as the challenges of just undertaking an a undergraduate degree in general? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, more and more, the more you learn, uh, I think... It's it's a personal journey as well. Business is is not separate to you, the person. You know, I think you, the person, is very much you, the business. You know, you become the brand, and uh, you know the things that your business sets out to do needs to be the things that you set out to do in your personal life as well. They need to align. You know, your values need to align. And you know, there were. I didn't start off perfect. I had a lot of uh, personal problems and issues and demons to overcome in the beginning and I think having a having a business the Kakadu kitchen business enabled me to strive for something better because and, and how it helped me overcome a lot of my personal demons and uh, yeah and I got through yeah a lot of stuff and, and I'm still working on stuff as well you know mm. no one's ever perfect but uh, I found business kind of healing for me Ben, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you, Philippi. I would like to add, yeah, hey, Mob, definitely go out there and, um, you know, enroll in this pre-business enabling course if you can, if you have the opportunity. Yeah, go for it. It'll be well worth it. And, you know, every bit of knowledge you can get is worth it. You know, we, we learn every day and uh, you never stop learning and you're never too old to learn. You're never too young to learn. Ma, good luck.